This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Thanks for joining us today. And listeners, we want to ask you three favors right at the beginning. First, be sure to give us a question by going to our website, vcob.org, and click on that button that says Q&A podcast. Second, be sure to share this podcast with any of your friends, family members, or foes. And third, be sure to push this out by rating and reviewing this podcast or any of our others at the iTunes store. All right, Pastor Michael, we set this question up yesterday with a part one. Here's the second part of the question. And uh, let me just rephrase the first one and we'll get to the second part. Why does the Catholic Bible have seven more books? And in other words, you kind of led into this one. What Old Testament canon did Jesus and the apostles and the Jews of the early church really use? Yep. So um, if a Roman Catholic says, no, these seven extra books should be in the Old Testament. Well, I want to know, is that the Old Testament Jesus used? Because right. Jesus had access to the deuterocanonical books. Yes, they so, were definitely around at the time of Jesus and the apostles. 100%. So they had access to them. They knew them. They grew up in a culture that also had them floating around. Mm-hmm. They're not like mysterious books that nobody knew about. They were very popular. People understood them. So let's just do one little rewind. I needed to find three terms to help our listeners who are just jumping into this. Right. In case Uh, you missed yesterday. If you missed yesterday, go back and listen. But in case you're too lazy, then let me just give you (laughs) three, three words. The word intertestamental. This is a word um, that refers to the time period um, of about 400 years um, between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. Right. Um, The book of Malachi ends the Old Testament around 435 BC ish. Mm -hmm. And the 400 years up until Jesus comes on the scene. Um, It's called the intertestamental period. In this period, there were no prophets, um, but there were a group of Jewish, we'll say mystics and writers who wrote a series of books, a huge corpus of literature called the Apocrypha. Apocrypha are books written by Jews in the intertestamental period in the Greek language. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew and Aramaic. The Apocrypha is written in Greek. The deuterocanonical books, which is what we're concerning ourselves with today, is a subcategory of the Apocrypha. It's a subsection, and it's seven books plus a few other writings um, that the Catholic and Orthodox churches put into their Old Testament and deem Scripture. We want to know, are they really Scripture? Can we prove that? Can we validate that? So. I want to make, I think, a very clear case, an undeniable case, in my opinion. And we'll start from the beginning and then we'll get to the end here. And so um, what canon or what Old Testament Bible did Jesus, the apostles, and the Jews use? So Romans chapter um, 3, verses 1 and 2, let me read this. Paul says, Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value of circumcision much in every way? To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracle of God. And so the Jewish people, by God, were entrusted with the canon, with the scriptures. So it is of great importance to me what the Jewish people um, recognized as scripture and what they what they did not. And so um, in 100 AD, there was a Jewish council called Jamnia, the Council of Jamnia. Um, and uh, the deuterocanonical books were denounced by this Council by this group of Jews in 100 AD. They were denounced for a number of reasons, 
One of one of which being they were written in Greek. They were not written or inspired or moved by prophets, and um, they just did not see these as being um, on par with the canon of the Old Testament or the scriptures that are the are the Old Testament. But to be totally fair, not all of the Jews agreed with this, but the leadership of the Jewish Jewish people did. Uh, there were even some Christians who are wrestling through this issue: Are the Deuterocanonical books really? actually scripture. So that's that's a good question. Josephus, who is a first century historian, um, regarding the Apocrypha, I'll just read to you what he what he wrote. He says, from Artaxerxes, who um, ruled when Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, was written, to our own time, the first century, the complete history has been written, but has not been deemed worthy of equal credit with the earlier records because of the failure of the exact succession of the prophets. He's saying this, there is a whole bunch of Jewish history written, but it is not on par with the Bible because there were no prophets. They were not inspired by God. And Josephus, just so we're, we're clear, he is a writer for Rome, but he is a Jewish yep. person writing about the history of the Jewish people. Yep. First century Jewish historian and uh, had a great value for accuracy and wrote tons of stuff. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. He goes on, he says, we have innumerable, we have an innumerable multitude of books among us from this time, the intertestamental period, disagreeing from and contradicting one another, but only 22 books, which contain the records of all the past times, which are justly believed to be divine. And these 22 books, um, they organize the same, we'll say Old Testament books we have right now into yes. 22 books. So he's the, literally the, the referencing. The Hebrew Bible, as we have it in our evangelical Bible, is 22 groupings, not, yes. not like what we have. Yep. But they are the same. So the Jewish people had a, had a general consensus in the first century um, that these were not supposed to be part of the canon. Historically, we can see that. But even more importantly, what was Jesus's canon? What was his Old Testament that he used? And Jesus' canon is what we call the Palestinian canon. Now, we call it that. He didn't call it that. No. But that's the word we use for it. Um, and Jesus accept, accepted the core scriptures of Israel in three groups, law, prophets and psalms and when jesus references the bible that's how he always referenced them. this is his category how do we know because this is the only way he ever represents the old testament he never once in any way alludes to the value or legitimacy of the deuterocanonical books he doesn't even generally refer to them no, not they're at all. not even in his category i mean they're just completely missing from his uh, from his understanding so the New Testament authors, um, what was their perspective on the Old Testament canon? Well, our Old Testament is quoted at least 295 times as scripture in the New Testament. So the New Testament that we have quotes um, the, we'll call it the Palestinian canon, um, the, we'll say the non-Catholic version of the <laughs> Old Testament, right? 295 times. Our Old Testament is directly referenced 695 times in the New Testament. So it's quoted 295, referenced 695. Our Old Testament is indirectly referenced as many as 4,105 times in the New Testament. Only five of our of the Old Testament books that the evangelicals use, the non-Catholic Old Testament, only five books are not quoted in the New Testament. Even secular writings, they're quoted four times in the New Testament. So here's my question. How many times... Were the seven deuterocanonical books referenced in the New Testament and by the inference is, or explicit? Zero. zero. 
zero. That's a big deal. Yes. When you're talking 4,105 inferential um, statements that go back to the Old Testament, 695 explicit statements and 295 direct quotations of scripture, and not one of them even acknowledges um, by inference or explicitly um, the Deuterocanonical books, that's an issue. It you should, know that tells should say me? something. Yeah, it tells me they did not understand the apostles and Jesus that the Deuterocanonical books um, are scripture. That just wasn't in their categories. Jesus doesn't reference it. He actually has a clear um, theology of what is scripture. Um, they are never in that theology of scripture. The apostles, the disciples, all the writers of the New Testament, not so. Now, does it mean they're bad books? No. no, it just means that they were completely out of the purview of these people when it came to their understanding of scripture. They're, they're, they had no desire, the apostles and Jesus and the early Jewish leaders to pass off as scripture, these deuterocanonical books, these seven books and change um, written dur during the intertestamental period. Are they of value? Yes. Now, when did they become scripture for the Roman Catholic Church? Well, it was it was the Council of Trent, mm. and the Council of Trent in the 16th century um, brought these seven books and change into the official canon of the um, Catholic Church. And I want to be clear: um, these were not a part um, of the Catholic Church explicit canon for the first 1500 and some years of the early Church. Just to be clear. Um, but they were added in later. And so we live in a world now 500 years removed from that council where it feels like the Catholic Church has just always believed they it, were It's had it forever, but that's not true. It's not true. They haven't. That's where it came from. So we, we step back as Protestants, and here's what we say. We appreciate the seven books. The seven books aren't harmful. They're not going to hurt anybody. They're not going to lead anybody astray. But we have no proof from the Jews, from Jesus, or the apostles um, that these seven books were to be understood as being on par with Scripture. Therefore, they do not reveal the heart, the will, and the mind of God, which is what Scripture is supposed to do. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today and also for part one yesterday. Please join us next time when we answer the question, why are there so many different Bible translations? Mm -hmm.